Hello, and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is Lord Commander Ulrich. Alright, and before we get into anything else, you know what time it is. It's patron sound off time, and because it's a buckler, I'm in charge. So you get to hear my, I'm sure, heavily annoying voice. <laughs> about off some of these names of people who are kind and generous enough to help us fund this endeavor that we call Geeks with Shields. And those patrons are Pam Galley, Marquis, Orion McCann. I'm I keep pronouncing his name opposite. I'm sorry, Orion. It's my fault for not anyway. Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Ann Elmquist, Reed D, and Stefan R. Martinez. Now, if you would like to be part of this illustrious list and hear my sensual voice uh, say it, or Ulrichs if you're more into that, then you know you can head on over to our Patreon, find Geeks with Shields, not hard to find. Uh, you can get just 25 cents an episode, right? That's that's what uh, it's a dollar a month, right? I that's I know that most Patreon uh, pa Patreon users function like that like you have like six or seven things that you just put a dollar to i know patreon recently like or not recently like last year made that a little more difficult i'm sorry but thank you guys for that you know our patrons thank anyone who will become a patron or even considering it but you know that's how you do it today because i'm gonna get right into it we're gonna be talking about a subject that isn't at all prone to making people angry and that is television shows that were canceled before their time too soon there are so many. And, you know, it's that kind of time of year where we're just finding out, oh, that's not coming back this fall? Oh, well, that sucks. Why is so it not first... brought back? Oh, so they can make room for more reality TV show? Fuck you, NBC. You know, I was recently over at a friend's house, and we were playing Dungeons & Dragons, and his wife was watching... Uh, Naked and Afraid, which I only found out about through Wanda Sykes' comedy special. And actually watching it, I was all I could think was, I, I, I don't understand this. Like, I'm sure that there is a reason that, you know, the viewers are into it. But, like, I watched these things on YouTube of these silent people just creating, like, pools in the middle of nowhere with sticks. And that's way more interesting, probably because they don't talk. You stumbled so, on that as well? Yeah, I, I love it. It's, like, endlessly uh, therapeutic just to sit there and watch them build these crazy structures. Yeah, I heard someone refer to it as survival man asthma. And I was like, that's pretty much what it is. You just sit back and just relax as they build this crazy underground pool with sticks <laughs> and you feel really bad about yourself going fuck i couldn't do that in a million years this dude's doing it in an hour with a stick and some mud anyway back on topic when i say tv show that was canceled too soon what is the first show that pops into your head or uh originally it was samurai jack but that got brought back for conclusion so megas xlr still hurts you know it's not the first show that came to my head, but Megas is the one that I most wish had a continuance, especially because it's an animation. So it's not like it's impossible at all to do a continuance like nothing happened. It comes to mind because it was my earliest experience with a show getting canceled. Because before that, I was a kid and I had no concept of cancellation. That was one that I realized cancellation, what that means, and no, it's never coming back. Yeah, I still think I I know it's not gonna happen, but I will always hold out hope for a Tyler the Bean led Megas XLR live action. So uh, that'd be awesome, even if it's just a dumb sketch. I'd watch that. Yeah, even yeah, just do the like they did with the Nathan Fillion in the um the the Uncharted, just like a like a five minute video on YouTube. Even just that, that'd be great. Just give me like five minutes of Megas beating up what is obviously a Pacific Rim. Jaeger, but they don't call it that because that's totally what Megas would do. Yeah, that is. 
Anyway, for anyone who doesn't know Megas, and you should, it's a, a, an animation that went for two seasons on Cartoon Network. Originally, it was intended to be titled Lowbrow because, yeah, that's what its humor is. And uh, we've talked about it many times on the, the podcast before, but we'll, we're going to keep talking about it because it's awesome. It's about a, a robot from the, I don't know, what is it, 28th century or something like that? Some that, ridiculously far off timeline. Yeah, that's it like a super robot it's like the best robot gets sent back in time to the 19 like tens or something like that originally and it just gets buried in a, a landfill and then cut to you know late 90s early thousands and this gearhead named coop from new jersey finds it paints it up like a hot rod replaces or it uses his car as the cockpit and now the head and goes around beating up references to other shows and movies including bruce campbell including bruce campbell yeah it's episode two i think yeah the obvious parallel to modok from the marvel comic and voice yeah voiced by bruce campbell too because he's a, a good sport apparently i've heard he's not that fun of a person to actually be on set with that's too bad but guy has a good sense of humor about his own career He's old. He's allowed to be curmudgeon-y. Anyway, point is, that show, it, it at least though, it had an ending that's like, it it didn't end anything, but the last episode of Megas XLR was a two-parter that involved Coop fighting an alternate universe evil version of himself. And it was like, okay, after that, you know, there's not a whole play, a lot of places to go initially until you realize that they weren't really interested in escalation. They were just interested in good jokes. So, like I said, if Megas was around today, you know they would have beaten up the Jaegers by now. So. And worst of all, you made me skinny! Yes, I love uh, Coop's rants at the end of every episode that end with something uh, basically having nothing to do with anything. Yeah, he just thought that was the peak when he lost his shit and just had a big, long, angry rant. Oh, For me... I think peak Megas XLR is in the episode where they go to Vegas and he gets stuck in Area 51 and he can't open the door. And then uh, Kiva is like, Coop, it's no use. Those doors were designed to withstand a nuclear explosion. And he goes, hmm. And he looks down at his console and there's a big red button that says nukes with a bunch of sign arrows around it saying, do not touch, Coop, I mean it. And he goes for it. He gets his hand slapped and he goes, what's the point of having nukes if I never get to use them? Yeah, great show. Gone before it's time. But, uh... What's anyway, a more contemporary one, for you at least, well, that you think of? Okay, I feel like we can't have this conversation without... The first show that comes to mind, not my favorite, I'm going to talk about that in a second, but the first show that comes to mind is Firefly, because it is, like, the I example that people bring up when it comes to shows canceled too soon, right? True, true. I mean, it only got one season, and that's criminal. Like, that show really... It feels to me like that could have been a solid seven-season sci-fi western, like, epic, like... As someone who grew up on Star Trek and uh, Gunsmoke, right, which is basically what's kind of going on with with Firefly, it is very sad. And considering that it basically got canceled because Fox, especially in, in those times, was just terrible at understanding uh, more niche audiences. And it's not even that niche, really, but compared to, you know, other audiences that Fox deals with, it's what they do. No, they're still terrible at it today. I'm amazed they have not just rebooted the franchise. Same universe, same general concept, and call it Firefly. I mean, you're going to make all the money in the world if you just go, and Firefly's back. New cast, but it's the same kind of stuff. We got Joss Whedon here. You're going to make a million views in the first season just because people are going to be curious, I think. True. I do know that... And it's not as easy to do this anymore, but one of my favorite shows that was canceled before its time 
possibly my favorite show to be canceled before its time was Titus, the sitcom based on the work of comedian Christopher Titus, which went for three seasons. And according to him uh, in his standup and in interviews, basically what happened was that for season four, they wanted to do a thing where Titus and his girlfriend or his wife uh, broke up and cheated on each other. Which, First of all, stupid because they already did that in episode five, season one, but they wanted to do that. And Titus, it was like some new president head. And Titus not only said no, he said, no, that is completely against what these two characters represent. You're an idiot. <laughs> like, to her face. And and she was like, okay, fine. And Titus was too, too high in the ratings to just cancel. So instead, she just shoved it into the dead zone, like a terrible slot, until it died a slow death. But uh, you can't really do that anymore, I guess, with the pre predominance of on-demand watching, but I'm sure they could find oh, other ways to... Yeah, you can. Well, that's what I was about to say. They could find other ways to, like, spitefully kill your show, you know? Well, yeah, because I was going to say that's more or less what they did to Angel, and it all came down to Joss Whedon said, listen, you need to tell us now if we're renewed or not. That way my crew can either A, go get other gigs, or B, say, no, I've got a series shooting in the fall, and Fox said... Well, we aren't going to tell you. We don't know yet. And he basically said, listen, tell me now or cancel the show. And they said, fine, we're canceling your show. Yeah, because for anyone who missed the, the preamble to that, for like four years of Angel, they wouldn't know that the, the series was renewed until like a week before they were supposed to be shooting. And after like four years of that, Whedon was finally like, no, tell me now. And then, yeah, that sequence happened. So Titus and Angel are both great examples of how basically a creator got into a fight with the with the head or the company and the company killed the show over it <laughs> yeah no god bless fox you beautiful morons now for me um the show that first comes to mind other than firefly because like firefly here's the thing i like firefly i think i respect it more than i actually like it because there's just not enough of it for me to get like super attached to. i know there are many many diehard firefly fans out there and hey i love you guys Firefly's great. It's just not, you know, it's just not my bag, really. It's just a good show for me. Now, something that I think is a great show that was getting progressively better that got canceled in a rush ending that, while I still think the ending is okay, infuriates me that it ended, is Reaper. Oh, God. Have we talked about Reaper and Gone But Not Forgotten? I think we have, but I, I don't know the last time we did a Gone But Not Forgotten even was. We'll probably be doing one soon when we have a, a certain guest come on. But yeah, anyway. we, we got if we haven't done it, we got to talk about Reaper like for an hour or so because that show is awesome. So unlike Firefly and Angel, which I feel like were you know dominating like forces and everyone knows them, Titus a little less so. I've met plenty of people who don't even know Christopher Titus as a comedian, which is too bad because the guy puts out work like clockwork. But Reaper, I have I've met plenty of people who've never heard of the show, which is too bad because it fits into that like Buffy Angel type of show where it's like a supernatural comedy based around young people that also gets kind of creepy, scary, dark, philosophical at times. The premise, for anyone who hasn't heard about it, is that uh, this kid, Sam, uh, his, without going into super details, his parents sold his soul to the devil before he was born, before he was even conceived, essentially. They made a contract, give the devil the soul of the firstborn when they turn 21. Series of devil manipulations happen to make them actually have a firstborn. Then when he hits 21, Devil claims his soul, but instead of going to hell, he basically turns Sam into a bounty hunter. Hell is so overrun and overflowing that 
souls keep escaping hell and a reaper is someone whose job it is to recapture said soul and send them back to hell so every episode involves a different escaped soul with a different special superpower related to whatever their torture was in hell which is itself related to whatever their crimes were in life with a special weapon specifically designed to deal with that that isn't always obvious for example in episode two the soul in question was a businessman who used uh essentially money tricks and uh not racketeering um it's an e-word anyway he stole money from embezzling thank you embezzling to steal money from power systems to causing blackouts in multiple cities that led to a lot of deaths so in hell he was electrocuted every day because he caused those blackouts so when he comes back as a soul he has electricity powers he's basically a living bolt of lightning and the weapon to fight him is an rc car i'm not going to tell you how at the end an rc car defeats lightning man because it's amazing but that's basically the premise of the show the devil is played by Ray Wise and is still my favorite version of the devil I've ever seen on screen. And he just has these interactions with Sam as Sam and his friends, including Tyler the Bean, try to hunt down these souls. The show was amazing. Every episode was brilliant. And it was just building all this lore about what hell and heaven are like. It was only just starting to touch on heaven in the end of season two. And then I don't even know the reason why Reaper got canceled. I think it just wasn't doing well enough in the like regular show ratings, essentially. But yeah, just they had to quickly like rush an ending that was so open ended as to not really be an ending. It's but, it's, it's one of those ones. It's like, hey, next season, crazy. Sh- oh wait, there is no next season. Hey, motherfuckers. Yeah, in fact, I remember when when Ulrich first got to the end, me and him had a huge argument over whether it could even be constituted as an ending. And while I still feel that in hindsight, it can function as an ending, in the moment, I do agree uh, with Ulrich that it feels like, a, oh, this was set up for, some, for an awesome season three that never happened. Yeah, no, I'm still pissed about that one. I love rewatching that show, but it's one of those ones... It's like when your favorite movie, when your favorite character dies, you know what's coming up. You just kind of go, well, maybe it'll be different this time, but you know it won't be. Uh, one more thing I'll say about Reaper, just because I can go off on Reaper for a whole buckler probably, but Reaper has one of the most brilliant conceptions of the devil in a single line that I've ever seen, which is there's a sequence. It's an episode about love, essentially, and about obsession and, and things like that. And so Sam, Sam is the only human to ever interact with the devil. Uh, well, until the last episode. But anyway, um, Sam is sitting with the devil after having captured the soul. They're like sitting at some restaurant and they're talking about love. And the devil's like, you know, lust. And and Sam says, you really don't believe love exists? The devil goes, oh, no, I know love exists. I just don't think humans are capable of feeling it. And Sam goes, wait, does that mean you've been in love? The devil goes, of course. And Sam goes, with who? The devil like kind of smiles and he looks up. Sam goes, with God? Didn't you try to overthrow him? The devil says, well, we had a little fight. I admit I overreacted. Again, great show. And especially the portrayal of the devil. He's this kind of sleazy businessman that almost feels like you can be buddies with. And then he reminds you of why you are not friends with him. Also, here's the key thing about the devil. So many tv versions of the devil make it obvious that he's the devil but the devil is supposed to be like mythology's greatest trickster he's supposed to be so charming and so silver-tongued fork-tongued even that he can convince you to sell him your soul and so reaper really leans into that by making
making him this tan, good looking, has bright white teeth, like charming dude. And that's like why a realtor. Yeah, exactly. But that's why he's dangerous because you could see that guy convincing you to sign a contract. All right. So my next one, uh, kind of going back to being canceled for let's call them self-imposed reasons, was Son of Zorn. Did you ever hear about that or watch that? I heard about it. I never saw an episode. I don't really know what it is. Okay. Son of Zorn is, I guess it's a sitcom that the premise is Zorn is essentially your middle-aged T-man who has decided to move to suburban California to be closer to his son. And it's a blend of real, you know, live action and animation with kind of general poking fun at He-Man and attorney and all of that with yeah. suburban. I remember seeing the trailer for this. It looked brilliant. I never got around to watching it, it though. It was awesome and I loved it. And ultimately what killed it was it never had a set schedule. It would be on one week and then off two weeks and then move days and then on for three weeks and then off for two more weeks and back at a new time. And Fox said, well, the ratings are just, you know, not there. Yeah, the ratings aren't there because no one knows when the fuck this show is going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. I got to watch that now, man. That's, thank you for reminding me. I'm going to put that on my list. <laughs> it was hilarious because, again, it was a blend of, you know, this He-Man Eternia 80s pop nonsense juxtaposed with uh, a great cast of civilians. Like, one of my favorite jokes is Zoran wants to bond, bond with his son, so he brings him this giant war eagle, you know, in lieu of the first car. And they're like, they can't have it too dangerous. And he's like, fine. And he proceeds to try, you know, kill it in the driveway, because that's where he's from. And later on in the episode, it cuts to this great joke of the stepdad just sitting there with the hose, trying to wash the blood off of his uh, driveway. I, I remember seeing that in the trailer. Yeah. It's a great little bit of visual humor. This was such a great show. And it, again, got canceled because they wouldn't give it a set time. It was in the Seth MacFarlane Power Hour, you know, on Fox Sundays, which if you like Family Guy, you like American Dad, more power to you. But I want something different. And this was exactly that. And it sucks that it never got a stable, you know, time period. And, of course, it commits the greatest sin of all. It ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I'm still. Like I said, I love this show. I think it's on Hulu still. I might rewatch it tonight if it's still on there. So I think if you could take away anything from our conversation is, uh, Fox, stop canceling good shows. People want them later. Fox is apparently. I remember. Uh, well, we're kind of running a bit on time here, so I got. I'll do a thing real quick. But I remember a few years back. Not a few years. It's like eight or ten years back when abridging was first becoming a big deal, right? Uh, Lanny Patur was doing Yu Show Abridged. He would do this thing where called Yusuke Rants, where he'd just voice his version of Yusuke Yurameshi from Yu Show ranting about some angry thing, because it was an angry voice. I remember him ranting about the three channels most guilty of canceling shows early, and they were Fox, Cartoon Network, and g3 whatever or whatever that gaming channel was i don't know i haven't had regular television channels in years so but yeah fox and the first one we mentioned megs looks large from cartoon network so cartoon network also canceled symbiotic titan the bastards so i don't remember that one uh <laughs> symbiotic titan is pretty awesome it's it's kind of oh man huh? you know what next time we get marquee on here at woundvog Ask him about it. He, he can explain it better than I can.
If anything, there is a famous video from Symbiotic Titan on uh, on YouTube called Booty Quaken. I have no idea how that managed to get on on the network, like at all. <laughs> so, hmm, I'll have to check that out. Anyway, some other recent shows. I won't go into detail here, but I just found out today were canceled. Uh, Santa Clarita Diet, The Tick, and Ash vs. the Evil Dead, all three of which are amazing. Apparently, The Tick got canceled just because Amazon Prime was like, uh, or Amazon Video was like, no, we're not renewing it. And then they couldn't find anyone else to give it a third season. I don't know why. The Tick's amazing. I don't know what caused Ash vs. the Evil Dead and Santa Clarita Diet to get canceled, but both those shows are also amazing. <laughs> So, just angry now. We can do a whole full episode on this topic, and if that's what you want, let us know in the comments below, because I there is still shows. I, we got a lot more shows we could go on about, but we're running out of time. Yeah, so I'm going to take us right out. Uh, so this has been our wrap, uh, our little temporary wrap on shows that were canceled too soon. And maybe it would be fitting if we if we end the episode too soon. But we're not going to do that, because we're better than that. So, you know, thank you for being here and whatnot. Now, Ulrich, I believe you have an obligation. Not so much an obligation, but a thank you to the people that keep us on the air. They are people that choose to sponsor this show week to week. And one of those people is the Talk Buster podcast. Every episode, Chris Chippen and a guest reminisce about their time working for Blockbuster. Now, you may have never worked for a Blockbuster, but I guarantee you will find stories both hilarious and relatable. My favorite episode being the time you had a guest who worked at a porn store. That is probably one of the best episodes yet. Uh, Talkbuster podcast can be found on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. I highly suggest you check it out. And if you want us to do another thing like this, uh, we can either do something directly like this in full episode, or we could just probably do another Gump and Not Forgotten, but with a focus on that. That might be the way I, I'd imagine we do it. But you know, either way, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the internet things. I, I don't know what all the, they all are, but I'm sure you do because you're an internet savvy you know, consumer. So the more we get the the various internet pluses, the the more people see what we do, and that means we can grow, do more things, get on more platforms, uh, put more of our time and you know, at, like into it. Well, I already put a lot of time into it, but like we have more things to put our time into. You know, so that I lost my train of thought. Ulrich, tell us what platforms we're on. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Now, quick little note to the public. If you found us on YouTube or you like us on YouTube, we are no longer on YouTube because, well, it's a terrible, terrible platform. So if you have another platform that you'd like us to be on, let us know and we'll check it out and get on. Yeah, the the algorithm. <sighs> anyway, as always, this has been Axel Wright. And Lord Commander o Be sure to tune in next time. And as always, stay honorable.